It's 18 minutes past midnight. And Kiele uh, Mohapi is on the line. He's founder and leader of the Reclaiming and Restoring Africa uh, movement. Kiele good morning to you, sir, and thank you very much for joining us. Good, good morning, Aubrey. Good morning to, to your listeners, too. Just let's first get the credentials of your organization. What is it? Is it a political party? What, what, are, what are you guys? And how big are you? How big is your footprint? Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the opportunity, uh, Aubrey. Yeah. We, we are far away from being a, a political party. And we, if things go uh, according to my, my vision, we, we shouldn't be a political party. We are more of a civic movement. And the footprint would be we, this, this is work that has culminated over the past uh, 12 years. Yeah. Um, I started back then calling it uh, Honest and True South Africa. And the important thing there was to challenge us as South Africans initially mm. to say, um, can we look at ourselves as a people? Can we forget about what anybody says? Look at ourselves as a people and say, what is wrong with us? Um, and, and what is right with us? Where are we going wrong? Where are we going right? What can we fix? What can we enhance? And uh, Honest and True South Africa went for uh, 12 years. That was a discourse platform. I didn't want to, uh, to get it to be anything. It was just a website and with interactions, I used to write on it and other people used to write on it too. Um, until about um, a year ago when uh, I realized that, you know, this thing of complaining in the, in the passages, in the comfort of our zones, it, it's not taking us anywhere as a people because, quite frankly, Aubrey, we, we talk. Yeah. We talk. We are very good at talking. And I realized that I was also talking in a different way, but I was not actually acting yeah. other than talking. And I said... But then how do I add value? How do I put into practice this talk? That, that sounds very good. I mean, you get invited in a radio or whatever media platform, you are given an opportunity, you know, people call in and you all agree. After the show, you all go back to your own little cocoons and it's gone. Yeah. And, and tomorrow it, it becomes something again, uh, something of sensation and, and so on and on it went. So I decided then that with all these people who kept on emailing me and, and agreeing with me when they call in and all of that, and I said, why don't we put this into practice? Why don't we put all this, the think tank that has culminated over the past 12 years, why don't we put it into practice? And the question was, how do we do that? Mm. Then we said, um, if we are to join, some, some, some people were already obviously with political parties and we see what political parties are doing. I mean, the political system itself, it, it's taking a few privileged individuals, grouping them into some larger number and giving them power to abuse you. That, that's my interpretation of what politics does. And I said, but what does it give us? It gives us perceived power and how, how much do we need perceived power? What does perceived power do to us? Yeah. And, and quite frankly, it does very little good. Um, if anything, it does a lot of damage, a lot of bad. Then it, it, it pushed me to a level of saying, why don't we come with 
an organization, a movement that is not political, that is nonpartisan, that is going to represent the true aspiration of Africans, that is going to practicalize, put into action all these wishes, aspirations, all the think tanks that have been ventilated all over the show. Why don't we put all that together? And the question was, how do we do that? Then uh, I, I thought, with our um, governance, with our administration, one has to take into consideration the law. And what form of vehicle could we use in order to make sure that we implement what we want to implement at the same time respecting the law? No matter how much some or most of the laws we, uh, we disagree with, but we had to find a vehicle that we could use within the right framework, if not uh, the legal framework, that is acceptable according to the constitution of the country. Yeah. And the only vehicle that was possible uh, was to have a civic movement. Now, this is where uh, reclaiming and restoring Africa came from. Then mm. the name itself, Aubrey, um, it, 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 I spent sleepless nights sleepless nights thinking of the relevant name that can be relevant now that can be relevant tomorrow now the issue of reclaiming you can only reclaim something that used to be yours the issue of restoring you can only restore something that existed that needs uh, or requires restoration yeah and i looked at uh, our motherland entirely I realized that when I, I called it earlier, honest and true South Africa, it was limited to South Africa. And South Africa is no longer just South Africa for us South Africans. It's South Africa that houses Africans and even people from beyond the borders. And I said, Let, let's say Africa so that as, as much as we're going to start in South Africa and Cape Town, we need to grow this movement beyond the borders of South Africa across the continent because uh, having done Cape to Cairo Aubrey, four times in my life driving, I've come to understand Africa not from a perspective of media, not from a perspective of somebody who says I was exploring and this is what I found out. I did my own exploration. It challenged me to do it four times. And the kind of information, the type of experiences that I got gave me reason enough to say, as Africans, we have what we don't know. If we only knew what we have, if we only knew the abilities that we have, Africa would not be in a position that it's let's, in today. Let's, let's, let's stop there for just for a second. Um, uh, Who are Africans? Right. In my humble view, Africans are the indigenous peoples of, of this land. Um, we have to look at it from from two views in as far as I'm concerned. The, the notion where us as indigenous Africans are going to argue to the level of saying, you, Aubrey, your DNA say you come from somewhere in the Central Africa, you, as Galibuha, your DNA say, says you, you come from somewhere in the Southern of Africa. I think it's one of those situations where a bone has been thrown into into a, a, a call and dogs are fighting over it. It, 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 it. I might not have a scientific 
improve as people would want to have. But historically and otherwise, indigenous Africans are Africans. Are people who are not indigenous to the continent, who perhaps may have been on the continent for... Uh, for maybe a number of of, of centuries, um, who have somehow um, decided that they pay their allegiance to the continent. Let me let me give you an example: uh, Arabs, for example, who have been on the African continent and have been part of this continent uh, for since the eleventh century, for example. Let's take uh, some European people that have uh, been on the continent, for example, that have been uh, on the continent for a very, very long time. Uh, let's take people that have uh, come from the, the Far East, people from the uh, Indian subcontinent that have made Africa their home. Do you consider them African? Not at all. Okay. I, I, I consider them descendants of the lands where they came from. Let's not fool ourselves. The fact that uh, generationally you happen to be in the African continent, whether by birth, it does not take away the fact that you have an origin. You have a, somewhere where you originated. And if history or the story that has been told is anything to go by, even that story makes it very clear that uh, people of uh, the, the, the lighter complexion, what, what we call white people, are not of African descent. African descendants are very clear in their in their nature. They are very uh, conspicuous. Um, I would say appellations that shows who an African is. It's a political argument. When people want to run away from responsibility, they will advance that uh, story of who is an African. And this comes from this notion. When when if we we take their very story that is called history um descendants of uh, people from across the oceans benefit today calling themselves african i've stayed in germany for seven years even if i, I, I can have seven generation or 700 generations it'll never make me a german except by virtue of citizenship well, I mean, I've got to interrupt you right there. I mean, I, I've listened to a guy by the name of Morgan Freeman. Have you ever heard of Morgan Freeman? Yeah, yeah, very well. So Morgan Freeman has a very interesting take on this whole issue. <clears throat> um, and, and, and uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, he probably looks more like you and I than he does, than he does like, um, like Donald Trump. Yes. But he he says that he's an American. He's in fact he says I'm from Mississippi. I I ain't from I'm from I'm not from Africa. So don't call me an African. I I I I I'm American. I'm from Mississippi. What do you say to a guy like that? Well, you you can forgive people who have believed in indoctrination like Morgan. I've met Morgan practically. I mean personally, we we had a project here in Africa when we launched a one of the programs during uh, Nelson Mandela, one of the housing projects, if you remember when, when the RDP uh, houses were launched, Morgan was here. Yeah. Um, I would forgive him um, simply because Morgan knows very well. He, he can try to argue it differently, but when he's in America, he's never, he's never had even himself saying there's anything called white American or anything white American. But... He's been referred to as Afro 
American, African American, Negro American, all of those names that have been changing over the years have been used to refer to people of African descent who happen to be in America. The Americans don't so, tell so, you so, that. So, so, so what about, let's take, for example, the, the Caucasian Americans. Um, yes. uh, have they got any right to call themselves American? By virtue of, of uh, naturalization, paperwork, and what democracy presents or dictates to them, they have a, 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 they can claim uh, to be American, but descendancy, where do they... So for from? you, identity has got to be linked with descend- descendancy? Absolutely. Okay. All right, all right, yeah. Okay, go ahead. We, we all have the roots. You, you you can have a tree that that grows on the other side of the house. You'll be amazed where the tree, the root uh, of that tree comes from. Mm. And if you cut that root, that tree will fall. Okay, that is that is the crux of the matter. Sure. So, what is now, the what is the fundamental uh, proposition of your of your think tank, of of your of your movement? What 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 are you saying to us? I'm saying to us as Africans. Uh, in this case, Africans who are indigenous Africans. I'm saying, first and foremost, we need to accept that um, those who came before us misled themselves and by virtue of inheritance ended up misleading us. Misled us in the sense of the decisions and the choice, the choices they made on our behalf, technically, directly or indirectly. Some of these decisions, we have no choice, but we had to inherit them. If we had a choice, we would we would disassociate ourselves with such decisions. One of them being, we know now that these many systems that have been used to govern, to rule Africa in general, are not good for Africa. We, we can go as far back as we can and come as up to date as we, we want to, you will see that the systems that are used to govern Africa are made for Africans or indigenous Africans. And they are meant for the people from across the oceans. What I mean by that, Aubrey, is that if you look at the beneficiation and the benefits, if you look at the, the benefit structures of anything that comes from across the oceans, which is called a system, whatever you want to call it, whether you're talking education, whether you're talking health, you're talking sports, whatever you want to talk about, part of the system, disadvantages, not only today, has been, still does today, will continue to do so until us as indigenous Africans start to realize that it is important to resuscitate what we used to have. Let's not forget that we did not start living when um, the invaders of our land landed in, in our continent. We existed before then. Now, the myth is we did not have a system. They, they came here, they found us loitering around, probably headless and not having minds to think. But that's, that's just that. It's a myth. The truth of the matter is we had systems. We had uh, 
uh, our way, own way of governing ourselves as a people. They might not liked it. They might not have liked it. They might not like it today, but it worked for us. It does not mean that that system or those systems were perfect. They were not. The same way that we've spent a lot of time, a lot of resources, uh, trying to perfect systems like democracy, politics, and so forth. If, if had we given ourselves or maybe our systems been... Are given you saying, if I understand you correctly, Kielibu, that uh, prior to the advent of, of, of uh, colonialism, we, what were our systems? What, what were those systems? How, what did they look like? How did they operate? Are you saying that they were not democratic? Our systems were, were I believe they were more than democratic. Democracy, um, which we, we, we talk about today, uh, Aubrey, it's, it's, it's not the way it's, it's, it's meant to be. We, we had systems, and this is where reclaiming and restoring Africa says we should go. This is what we are advocating for as a movement. Let me give an example. We go to a village of uh, Motabing or whatever, the small village or even a small Dorpi in, in, in South Africa. And we mm. say, um, let's conduct the due diligence. How many of you are in this village? You have, we can just for the sake of a number say there are 5,000 people. And you ask them, what is, what is, what's the problem? What's the general problem in, in this place? They will tell you that uh, unemployment. And if you extend that, unemployment then will, will culminate into a, a whole lot of other issues, you know, crime and, and, and associates of that. Now, if you say to them, how can we resolve this unemployment so that it also helps us to deal with other extended issues? They'll tell you that government needs to create jobs. Now, that, that's where the mind has been lost. Back in the day, Aubrey, it was not about the government. It was, it was about us as a people. What is it that we can do for ourselves? Now, if you were to say to this 5,000 community, um, to create employment for half of the population that is not employed in this village, we need to build a factory that will cost $5 million. And you say, well, $5 million how about then we we probably spend or, or donate for the the popular word donate a hundred rent per per person in this village in this community um, over a period of time to get this project off the ground it will take that community six months to put that five million together to put a project that is going to sustain the community. Now, back to, to where we are today. What, 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 what is it that, that, that the, the forebears mm-hmm. misled themselves about? You start off by saying that the, the, the ancestors, the forebears of African people misled themselves through or about something. I thought that's where you were going to get to. Uh, I, I get the, the fact that uh, if you go to a particular community you figure out how many people that there are you amortize the you know i mean the, the, i suppose those are things that can be done but i i thought you were still going to explain to me what was it that african forebears um did that was a a some sort of a some sort of an opiate that that made them forget something what 
what is it that they, that they did to themselves? You, you seem to be going there. Uh, then I think we, we lost each other there. What, what they forgot or what they, how they let themselves down to end up letting us down was the fact that when, when the invaders came into this land and said to them, you, you've been here, the sun has been coming from west. Now that we're here, we're telling you, west is not west, west is east. That's exactly what they believed. In other words, Aubrey, whatever that the peoples from across the oceans brought into our land and brought into our, ma- our minds, we did not question. We just took it as it was, as it was given to us. And, and when, when they were told that there's no other way of looking at how the sun comes or where the sun comes from, they believed that the sun can only come from this direction. That's it. Now, when you when you look, uh, into is that because the sun the sun could come from another direction, Kielaboka? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. When 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 the very same forebearer, I mean, the very same uh, people from across the world tells you that uh, you know what? Actually, the the world is is not moving. Um, the sun is the one that is moving, or vice versa, uh, and they call it scientific. Then we've got to believe them. So anything that they tell us, we have to believe, even if it doesn't make sense. The fact that it is them and they endorse it by terminologies like scientific, then it's believable. And hypothetically speaking, had we had that inquiring mind that we had, that made us to be able to live in harmony with nature, nature including anything that is natural, whether you're talking animals and plants, and we understood them, we lived in harmony with nature, naturally as we were. We were able to, to kill and, and feed ourselves from, from animals without creating big guns, as an example. We could use just a small bow and arrow to bring down an elephant. When, when we could do those things, we then said, no, but bow and arrow is... is it's not as good as a gun because now they brought a gun without taking into consideration that when I'm angry, if if I could turn around and use a boy and arrow on you, which could could maybe cause not as much harm as when I turn around and 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 and, and point an AK-47 on you, those are two different things. So they. The, the unity that we had in our mental capacity, just there. Where's the evidence of this unity that we had in, in our mental capacity? I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't there. I'm just, I, I'm just trying to get from you whether what you're saying is, 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 is researched and not just anecdotal. Um, what what are you referring to when you say this uh, unity that we had in our mind? You, you, you see, what I'm looking for, Kjellebuche, is things is a, is a, is a is a story that goes beyond the the colloquial, the um, the fantastic, the 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 stuff that is about uh, that is about nostalgia. There's a, well, I, I'm looking from you as somebody who's gone through the, the continent four times that has done some studying. Well, what, what, what are you saying to me as an African 
Um, what are you saying we should be doing? What what, what are you saying to us? I mean, I I, I, I mean, with respect, I've, I've heard what you're saying to me right now um, many, many times. Um, but I, it, it doesn't sound concrete. It sounds anecdotal. It sounds fantastic. It sounds sentimental. It sounds, uh, it's nice, but what? So what? But I mean, so you're saying to me, uh, we used to love one another. We were very clever. We could shoot elephants with, with bows and arrows. It's nice. Give me some, give me something more, bro. Give me something I can put my teeth into. Here's a simple example for you. Um, when, when you just travel uh, a, f- a few kilometers away from where you are uh, into the west, you'll come into a place called the Kalahari. Kalahari. Yeah. They are the, the people of, of the Kalahari called Basara. Yeah. Uh, the people of Basara, of, of which I'm, I'm a descendant, yeah. um, are able to live without the revelations of the so-called economic sectors that supposedly we need to be so careful about for the entire world to see. Um, I, was, I was not born in a hospital. Many people were born in a hospital. I talk and reason and I'm, I'm flesh and blood like them. If I take you and we travel to Kalahadi and we spend a weekend or even a week, when you brought your, your bank cards, you're not going to need to use them. But we will leave, we will eat, we will do everything that a human being can do. Yeah, but, but, but I hear that. I hear that. So, so, so basically your proposal is that we should get off the, the modern economic grid. And, and a lot of people say that, and a lot of people actually do it. Uh, and a lot of people do it that aren't African. Um, a lot of people in many different parts of the world are, are doing that. They, you know, they, they develop their own sort of um, currency in terms of bartering. They develop their own sort of uh, system of government. I think we even have a group like that here in uh, in South Africa, or a number of groups like that here in South Africa. One of them is a very un- unpopular one, living in Orania. <laughs> you know those guys. Yeah, they, there's, there's, they, they, and they they're not African in your in your um, uh, definition of what an African is, although they, they claim to be Africans themselves. But here in, uh, in uh, Nelspreet, there are also other communities that have decided that they're going to get off the grid. They're going to live uh, outside of uh, the creature comforts of capitalism and all of those kinds of things. And you get it everywhere in the United States. In, in China, there are people that have decided that they've, they're not going to be part. So what is what you're saying to me quintessentially African about it? Well, what is African is, which maybe a lot of people don't see, is the fact that what we should be proud of uh, and, and present to the world as not only the, 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 an African product, but the solution that could be having answers, many answers, not all of them, many answers to the problems of the world, yeah. uh, we, which is that nomadic way of, of living, fused, of course, we cannot forget capitalism and other systems overnight, fused with that. Let's take a bit of um, the good, if not all the good, out of all these systems. Um, I mustn't be understood to be saying, I'm saying, let's go back a hundred years ago. Because that's what I I was going to ask. What are you saying? Not at all. all. I'm saying uh, reclaiming and restoring Africa is about using these systems 
focusing on getting that which is good, yeah. that which works for different communities. Stop bottling people into you fall within this whole group or geographical location called South Africa. Therefore, you must, you are forced by the so-called laws to do things in accordance with um, the laws of South Africa. Whereas, uh, a fence that is called a border takes away a community on the other side of the fence and the resources on, on another side, which can help that community to fuse this living I'm talking about and be able to make a living that can be habitable for everybody. Now, everybody has a choice. I can't say the the people from the other parts of the world um, who are not of African descent, who came here, I can't claim to say they did not bring anything good. There are a lot of good things that they brought. But what I'm also saying is that they claim that their systems cannot be enhanced. Our systems cannot be enhanced if they are all fused. Let's take the good of capitalism, the good of the African system, and and many other systems. But but what what about those who argue that the Africans themselves were capitalists? I mean, so, so, so... so if 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 people were buying and selling mm-hmm. if people were were trading and they had created their own I'm talking about on the African continent before the colonialists of all sides came to the African continent uh that in order for you to be able to be considered a man of wealth you had to have capital that would have been your cattle or your crops or whatever the case may be you could buy and sell with that and there were rich people and there were poor people uh, what would you say to somebody who will say to you that you know this idea that capitalism is a is a western concept um that capitalism was here and well and doing very well and that's why there was slavery here that's why there's still slavery here that's why there are rich people and poor people on this continent um so this idea of wanting to sort of make us 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 on the continent as if we we've never had capitalism that it was something that was imported is 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 quite a fallacy well what is fallacy is what they are saying i mean who's they you you you, you should be the very same people you're referring to who who is saying there was capitalism here because that's well, not okay let, let, me, let, let, let me let me let me let me be direct to you Yes. If 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 there were people on this continent before the West and Eastern people came onto the continent that were considered to be wealthy, uh, wealth means that you have capital, you have the means of buying and selling and influencing an economy, and I agree with you that before whites and uh, and, and 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 Arabs came to the continent uh people had systems and part of those systems were trading systems buying and selling systems there was a there was an economy i'm suggesting to you that it wasn't far off from capitalism i disagree with you yeah we we, we never we never had capital uh, uh capitalism uh, in our system um there, there was never an individual who who was rich um the the community was rich uh, when you were elected or chosen to be a leader of a community, that did not make you rich. In fact, you became more of a... No, 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 I'm not talking about elected people. I'm talking about no, no, people no, that no, were rich. 
I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking to the same thing of, of the so-called wealth. Our wealth as Africans was a wealth that was for the people, not for an individual. We Come on, Gelewoka. So you're saying to... Wait a second. So you're saying to me that there were no people on the African continent, in African con- uh, communities, before uh, col- colonists from anywhere came to, the, uh, to Africa that were independently rich outside of the idea of communalism, you saying to me that there weren't people that were individually rich? They weren't. The, 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 your reasoning comes from what... what no, it's, not, it's a question. Yeah, but listen to me. Your, yeah? your reasoning of that question comes from the story that you were told. I can take you to the, to, to the caves where we documented our information and I can get an, an interpreter of any sort who, <laughs> who understands this language and you'll see what I'm referring to. Now, we, we cannot keep on referring to what is said, which is told by by people who have an agenda of wanting us to believe. Let's do this. We, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yes. Because now I'm going to say, but you were told, and you're going to say I was told. Why, why don't we do this? Let's let's put the question out there as as a question. Mm-hmm. Were there rich Africans? Rich, as in. They had money, resources, and wealth, and, and power, without necessarily being uh, indebted or, or not indebted, but somehow connected to the to the community. Let's put it out there as a question, all right, and, and hear what people have to say, right? Because then then you and I don't have to be incarcerated by the idea that we we know. Let's let's hear what other people have to say. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to suggest to you. Yes. And I'll name names, if you want me to, of Africans prior to colonialism that were stinking rich, that were just plain filthy rich folks that had uh, used their, 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 um, their savvy, their ability to, to do business and became rich. I'll ask you a question. Where do you get that information from? Well, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you where I get the information and I can take you there for you to see. I can take you to the caves. We never wrote books. We were writing on rocks. We were writing on trees. We were writing yeah. on on what was natural. So and, you and you're me, talking you're talking about the Basara people, the caves that you are referring the, the, to. The, the indigenous peoples of this continent, not only Basara. As I told you, I've traveled the breadth and length of. All this right, continent. all right, no, no problem. Let's let's take some calls. No, no problem. Sure. No problem. Let's take some calls. <laughs> Let me in Soweto. Hi. Hi, Audrey. Yeah, what's happening, man? Uh, I'm fine, man. I, I I want to concur with the Kilebu Hill. Yeah. 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 I just want to run quickly out of the fact that uh, he's been talking about. Yeah. You know things that we inherited, like you know the. Africaner who said uh, we inherited apartheid, justification of injustice. Which, which Africaner was that? Uh, those, the, 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 the previous racist, immediately after 94, that is not our fault, we inherited that. May I cross quickly because we have a lot of uh, calls here. We did have systems, Aubrey. Uh, 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 Let me say you, you, you know credible obviously yes. yeah yeah do you know that we, we do have alphabet african alpha, alphabet like greeks the, the, the japanese and and so on yes no no I, I i'm aware of that yeah yeah and just quickly operate we, we, we could determine time 
by shadows of trees, mountains. We, st- we, st- we can still do it now, Kemi. Yeah, because I was I was there. My grandmother told me in the Eastern Cape, it was called yeah, no. Transkype Colony. Yeah. She said to me, you know, when we go to school or when it's after school, we knew when the shadow was there. She, she showed me all those mountains there. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree 100% with you about all of those kinds of things. It's, it's yeah, documented. Quickly, quickly. Yeah, quickly, quickly. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, uh, you know, with music, they came with stuff notations. We play music without those notes and nothing else, right? And the, the other thing, it's the, you know, the laws that we had, we never wrote them down. They tell you you grow with that and it's embedded in your mind. Quickly, operate because I know uh, there are so many people that are waiting here. Now, no, actually, just one. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm just about to yeah. go through. Uh, please, 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 operate. I think this is uh, imperative. Now, you, you, you know, in terms of wealth, like you were asking him about the wealth, we, we used to have buttering, right? You used, to, you used to have what? Bartering, bartering. Oh yeah, barter, bot, yeah, bartering, yeah. and yeah, sure. Butter, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, with the chiefs. Uh, I, I, I All right, let, let me let me do this, Clemmy, because we we we're not too busy this morning, so we, we'll we'll uh, and I'll ask Yelabuha to just stay with me okay, for. Quick, so quick, no, no, don't 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 go, don't go, relax, easy, we got time. Can, yeah. can you and I continue this conversation after the news? I'd love to hear what you've got to say. All right. Thank you, thank All you, right, Aubrey. Let me in Soweto. Yeah, let's take a break. 702. What's up, Aubrey? On 072-702-1702. Yeah, my, my, my guest is Kiele is founder and leader of the Reclaiming and Restoring Africa movement. We're just talking about, yeah, we're just chewing the curd. What is Africa? Who are Africans? What were the uh, societies pre-colonialism looking like? Were they rich people? Kelewa um, says they weren't. Um, in fact, they were, but it was more of a communal thing. Yeah, okay. Um, and then we'll hear from Clemi, but we've, uh, we hope that Kelewa uh, can join us. Kelewa, uh, please, my brother, if you can just stay with us. Uh, we're going to take the news in a few moments' time. But uh, it's an interesting conversation and uh, calls are beginning to come in. So uh, perhaps uh, we'll be able to continue with the conversation. You don't mind, right? Uh, no, not at all. All right. Founder and leader of uh, Reclaiming uh, and Restoring Africa. It's an important conversation to have for a, converse, for a continent that has gone through a process of, of continental amnesia. Because of very, very easily identifiable reasons. Yeah, So these conversations are about trying to understand who and what we are and what our place in the world is. And uh, I suppose there are contested ideas in all of that. It's one o'clock, time for Eyewitness News. Know your rights. Use them responsibly. Lead SA. Late Night Talk with Oprima Sango on your number one news and talk station. It's five minutes after one. I want to read you some of the SMSs uh, that have come through. Uh, this person uh, says, uh, Hi, Aubrey, I won't, I won't be surprised if Jacob Zuma attends the official sworn in of Raila Odinga since he boycott, 
boycotted the sw- swearing-in of President Uhuru Kenyatta. All right, um, this person says, uh, your guest started off well, but he is racism, but, but he is racism in philosophy. Even uh, the black consciousness movement accepts African as people who are committed to Africa, irrespons- irrespective of origin, says this person. Um, uh, the Garth says, uh, this science, of course, comes from so-called Caucasian people, since people with flat noses, crissy hair, and black skin did not have science. That which they know they have learned from people of Caucasian uh, of Caucasian descent, says Garth. Okay. <laughs> And then somebody says, Dear Aubrey, he goes against the central tenets of the Rainbow Nation as espoused by Nelson Mandela. Well, you know, whoever you are, not everybody is as mesmerized as you are by Nelson Mandela, by the way. I love Matiba and everything, but um, uh, trust me, not everybody is as moved by the idea, ideas, ideals, and I, the idea of Nelson Mandela as perhaps you might be. So there are other people who have different uh, philosophies to what Mandela has. And um, and I think it's okay for us to hear some of those philosophies. And I'm not saying that Gerlebuch's ideas are different from those he can speak for himself. But I suppose uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the uh, constant evocation of Nelson Mandela and his ideas by some people who want to stifle a conversation because they would only have it go a particular way is quite frankly uh, intel- intellectual thuggery. Yeah? It's you trying to hijack a whole conversation because it's a bit uncomfortable for you. Sit down. All right. Or double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. I'd like to take your calls. Keleboha Mohapi is founder and leader of Reclaiming and Restoring Africa. He's got some interesting ideas about who Africans are, where Africa comes from, where Africa is going. And I, I like to talk about this kind of thing because I think that we as Africans yeah, uh, have a lot of work to do in reclaiming our own, our own consciousness, our own cosmology, our own philosophies, many of which are in existence, but... Um, we need to reclaim our own place in the sun without necessarily suffering from what I call the imposter syndrome. Yeah. So give me a call. I'd like to take your calls as I speak to Kyalebo Mohapi. One of the things that uh, I think him and I disagree on is the idea that uh, there were no Africans prior to colon- colonialism um, that were rich. And the conversation was predicated on the idea that said that, well, um, I hear the the narrative that constantly says that capitalism is is a Western construct. And I'm not so sure about that. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. uh, and, And maybe we need to ask ourselves what capitalism is. Yeah. I'm not so sure that that capitalism the 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 having of capital uh, the resources uh, the financial and economic resources to to influence economic direction yeah in a particular way i don't believe is a is a quintessentially western thing i think it's a universal thing yeah or maybe when we speak of capitalism, we speak about the negative effects of capitalism, and then we want to uh, we want to 
to ascribe that to the West or maybe even to the East. But I, I, I'll submit to you that I believe that uh, capitalism is not necessarily Western. I think it's, it's where human beings trade and amass wealth. They develop capital. And there you have capitalism. Right there, it's there. The, the, the ebbs and flows of the way that you use that capital is then capitalism. Yeah, it might have had a different name, but there it is. Anyway, that's just me. Uh, I'm happy to have this conversation. Remember, we at this time of the day have the time to, to excavate issues, to, to interrogate issues. So I'll read you some of the tweets that have come through uh, and, of course, some of the, um, some of the uh, other uh, messages that are coming from, from WhatsApp. So on, um, on Twitter... Um, Kabelo MG says, as Kalebuka drove into downtown downtown Cairo, did he see indigenous Africans who look like him? Uh, had I listened to Kalebuka only at the beginning of your show, I would have been impressed. However, his disappointment with weak arguments and theories, oh, he's a disappointment, says um, Kalebuka. Yeah, but Kabelo, uh, just give the man a chance. Maybe he's, he's you know, maybe he's got something. Captain Lule says, AU is a useless and toothless organization. I don't even believe something like that exists. Um, uh, Tabo says, what this guy is saying can easily turn us into another Libya. No laws, no rules. Is Okay. And then Sandy LeCollin says, we served kings. Those were capitalists. Royal families were rich by assets. Uh, and uh, Philip FNB Stadium, or Jens Kotola says, Kielebuka's argument just took a shot left with the idea of saying Africans didn't possess individual wealth. And I suppose that is also a bone of contention between myself and Kielebuka. But hey, let's go for it. Core uh, King says, my quest to your guest, Aubrey, was the kings with lots of cows than ordinary people not considered rich, uh, says Core uh, King. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we continue with the conversation. Uh, be interested to hear your thoughts about that. Uh, we were speaking to Clement, who was telling us about the fact that there were certain abilities um, that Africans had. Yeah, we, I think we, we're aware of that, that Africans could tell time in a particular way. Uh, there was a, a medical uh, process, medical field in on the African continent. There was, that was probably different to Western or Eastern ways of dealing with health, but it was here. Um, so yeah, we continue with this conversation and you give me a call. Um, I guess it's Kyalebuka Mohapi. Uh, and I'm told, uh, by the way, that Kyalebuka has been on other radio stations talking about similar things. Clement Mashlangu says, best radio conversation, Orbs. Uh, in your, in your tough questions, you task us to think beyond slogans. Yeah. Slogans are nice. Yeah. Uh, they are ideas that have been condensed into sort of bite sizes. Sometimes it's important for us to break those bite-sized ideas and interrogate their, ver- their veracity, ver- veracity, yeah, veracity, <laughs> veracity, veracity, right? It's important for us to uh, sometimes uh, sober up a little bit and just stop and say, okay, so you're saying this, what does it actually mean? What are the practical um, ideas behind your, your slogan, yeah? So I'm interested in uh, this conversation and I hope that you'll be part of it on 011-883-0702. My guest, Kyalebo Kamohapi, founder and leader of Reclaiming and Restoring Africa. Somebody was um, asking me about who are the Basaro. Well, the Basaro are the people that are known as Bushmen. 
Yeah. Um, that is the name that uh, I think comes from the Botswana people for the Bushmen. And there were different names uh, that come from different groupings that refer to the same people. Uh, I believe that uh, some of the Zulu and uh, Ndebele tribes used to refer to the Bushmen um, as, as Batwa, Barwa. So you've got different groupings calling the same person or same people in different names, yeah? So it's 14 minutes past one. I'm interested to hear your thoughts about all of these different things. Some interesting calls coming through, eh? Yeah, I'd be interested to hear some of the calls that are coming in. We need to have these conversations. We need to, to interrogate our ideas about Africa and Africanness. Yeah? It's a very, very important conversation. So I'm hoping that we can continue and uh, very... Uh, very grateful to my guest, Kiela Mohapi, for um, starting this conversation with us in the previous hour. I'm still reminding you of the fact that in Mauritania and Libya, even as we speak, there is a roaring trade of selling of human beings in markets. Human beings. So I'd be interested to take your calls around that and any other issue that you might want to talk about as we continue this conversation. When I come back, ooh, I see. I don't have my... Um, all right, let's go straight to Kialeboka. Kialeboka, how's it, my brother? Yes, sir. Yeah, so the big bone of contention in our conversation, by the way, thanks very much for staying on. Um, yeah, we thought we'd continue with this conversation. It's a nice one. The big oh, bone yes, of, con- of contention is the idea of personal wealth, which you seem to believe was not the case prior to colonialism. Let, let, let me substantiate my, my assertion. Yeah. Uh, one of your callers mentioned Credo Mutua. Uh, in the Southern Africa, you have Credo Mutua. In the Western Africa, in, in Ghana, there's Kinko Megera. Uh, m- not many people know about him because our people are not, uh, their stories are not told. Uh, if, if you just speak to the Credo Mutua story, for instance, if you look at him as a philosopher and the things that he's spoken about, and how he has been deliberately ignored, whereas he has spoken about things that have continued to... to so, sorry, just give me that name again. Kredomoto. Oh, okay, Kredomoto. No, I, I was talking about the other one. It's Hengkere. Uh, can I spell it for you? It's, uh, sure, okay. Yeah, it, it's H-E-N-G-X-R-I... R-I. Okay. Yes. A- and where was he from? Who was he? He, 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 he he's in Ghana. He's okay. in one of the, the villages in Ghana. He's a philosopher just like Kredomut. Okay. okay. Right. Now, now you, you, you hear, we've been told all the time, uh, as, as you are said, and, and, and I mean, it, it's your argument that there, there was this notion of, of richness and wealth before before the colonizers came into into this continent, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm saying there was no such. And, and my point is, as I said, I can take you to where I got the information from, and the information is not in books. The information is on on the stones, on the the rock formations, on the walls of the caves across this continent. You you can take any interpreter of any of these basara. And thanks for for actually 
explaining who we are, what we are, because people tend to confuse us with all these other uh, explanations we have of, of the people called Basara or Bush people, as we are called. Mm. We we have this information on rocks. It's not Kaleboha who came and, and wrote that. It's not it's not a book that was meant to be capitalist in nature, in, in, in pretext of somebody saying we are sharing information. No, mm. it's information that is there, has been there for ages. Information that is deliberately... Uh, ignored. Now, now. This let, let, let me let me let me ask a direct question. You yes. are saying to me, Kialeboha, that prior to the advent of colonialism, mm-hmm. on both sides, the West and the East, yeah, there were no Africans who possessed personal wealth. Not at all. Okay, there were no individual Africans who possessed wealth. Africans possessed world uh, wealth as a collective. You had communities that possessed wealth, not individuals. Until capitalism was introduced and battering system was replaced. But even battering system, a battering system was done communally. You would have a community that had a lot of male cattle, as an example, and another that, that had a lot of female cattle or cows. And, and we would exchange because we wanted to multiply. It was never about this community having more and therefore becoming a dominating community or this individual becoming a dominating individual because he has wealth. All right, all right. All right. So, some, some calls. We've got some great calls coming through, Gielaboka, and I, and I think you're going to enjoy this. Now, uh, I'm going to be taking calls on 011-883-0702 on SMS 31702. We'll uh, look at what is happening on Twitter as well. But I'm joined on the line to be part of this conversation, the chairperson of the Economic Freedom Fighters, the Right Honourable Advocate Dalim Bof, who joins me on the line, and he would like to talk to us about this. Uh, Advocate, good morning to you, and thank you very much for joining us. I'm glad you find this conversation interesting. I do, Abrila. As I'm driving from my office, you are disturbing my driving. <laughs> Thank you very much, Advocate. What What is on your mind, sir? No, hi, hi to you and to Kilebuke. Yeah, he's he's listening. Let me let me just put him on. Um, Kilebuke, can you hear the Advocate? Kilebuke, yes. Uh, hi, hi, uh, Advocate. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, I think you are a big mistake, my brother. Yeah. Firstly, I think, as you say, uh, define what you're talking about. Maybe you should define what you mean by capitalism. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, what I mean by capitalism. Yeah. Well, because you're saying capitalism is here, but we may or may not agree. Sure. No, no, no problem. No problem. So, So what I'm saying is that I think sometimes our conversation gets locked up in the ills of capitalism. That is the issues of the greed that accrues from people who have uh, overly amassed um, uh, um, wealth. wealth. Uh But I believe that fundamentally capitalism is about the use of capital. Right. No. Uh, well, hold on. You asked me. Let me. Let me. Let me, let me give you my my definition. So. So. So for me, fundamentally, capitalism is about the use of capital 
and it can be positive and it can be negative. So, for example, those who have amassed wealth, who then procure other means of production and then provide jobs or provide opportunities for the greater... I believe that that is the process of capitalism. But I think that in the general conversation, which is largely political, capitalism has been understood purely in terms of its ills. And that is my understanding of capitalism advocate. Okay. No, okay. That's where the problem is. Yeah. Capitalism is a, is, a, is a mode of production. Yeah. Which is, uh, which as its central philosophy is driven by you know, maximization of, of, of capital. Yeah. Okay. Or of wealth. Yeah. And in achieving that, you achieve that by exploiting somebody else's labor. Yeah. Uh, in other words, you work for me, you produce 10 chairs, and then I sell them for a profit and I pay you less. So then I, and then you, I get other people and then they produce another 100 chairs, so I get richer and richer. Sure. So you stay where, where you are. Sure. So that, that's the first thing. The second thing is that capitalism is, is characterized by a focus on the individual. Okay. Uh, so the individual becomes the, the center of, 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 of the accumulation. Yeah. And uh, as opposed to the collective. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, and then the third part is, is the one that you mentioned, where the, 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 the capitalists are then those who own the means of production and then the others work for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was, and, I, and I'm in agreement with you, by the way. Pardon? I'm in agreement with you with 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 that okay. uh, sort of broad yeah. definition. Yeah. A definition. Yeah. yeah. So capitalism was not there, not only uh, here, but uh, in, even in other places in, in primitive times. It's not uh, in historical times. It's a new. It's a, it's a new system. Uh, it replaced what was called feudalism before it, and mm-hmm. feudalism. Um, replaced other systems and it started with hunter gathering and, sure. and people sure. started yeah, using tools for 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 hunting and sure. sorts of things yeah. sure. so the the idea of having somebody who has um assets is not capitalism capitalism what trying to explain to you is that the the mode of production in the olden times was not defined by individual accumulation of wealth or the central thing being the maximization of wealth uh, for its own sake as it were yeah so so, so if i understand you correctly advocate you're yeah. saying to me like what Kelebohile is saying that hmm. there were people with assets yeah but they were not necessarily practicing capitalism yeah no it was not capitalism hmm. uh yeah, and uh, the capitalism is not the absence of of wealth or the absence of trade, as, as you are suggesting. Even in a socialist uh, setting, the people still trade. The question is, what is the trade? Or the, the, so you still have you still have factories, you still have production. Somebody has to make bread. Someone else must make cars and so on. But is there so somebody the in? The question is, what is what is is, is the 
the surplus that will be withdrawn from, from that production going to be enjoyed by the collective or by the individual who owns mm. the means of production. And, and, and I, I am asserting that in ancient times, even before the advent of uh, colonialism, there were people who used their assets, and I'll, and I'll give you an example, who used their assets to generate individual wealth that was not necessarily enjoyed by the community, but was enjoyed by themselves. Would you consider yeah. those people to have been capitalists? No, that's not capitalism. I mean, it's like saying if there was, uh, you were talking about the Barra people. Yeah. So if somebody went to hunt and uh, and, and killed uh, three bucks, and then they came back, and then the bucks get enjoyed by the community, the mere fact that they might keep a leg of the thing to themselves doesn't mean that they're capitalists. Sure, but 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 that that's not the example that I'm referring to. Advocate. Yeah, but uh, how else would you, if, if you are in a communal, okay, well, when those uh, groups of people went to hunt, for example, yeah. the, so the men would go and hunt and then come back and then the, the, the wares would be enjoyed by the, by the community. Um, so where, where was the capitalism? Let me explain. So, so if the example is going to be limited only to hunting, and gathering. No, no. <laughs> no, no it's an example. I, I know, but, but that's, that's why I'm saying that the, the danger of the example is that it doesn't, it doesn't stretch itself out a little bit more. Because you yeah, would imagine... Yeah. Remember, there was no yeah. change of money. You said there were people who had money. I mean, that's the first mistake. No, no, no. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, say money, that, I didn't say people had money. I said you people did. had wealth. Yeah, no, you, uh, you, earlier you said that before colonialists came, there were people who had money and... and if I said and, that, I apologize. I mean people okay. with, with wealth. But, but let's, okay. let's, let's go back to your example of the hunting. Hmm. If the example is going to be limited only to the hunting... No, 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 forget the example. The example is <laughs> to make you understand the concept. So yeah. No problem. But, but I, I, you can do plowing, you can do... No problem. Whatever. But let's, can I go back to the example that you gave and then develop and, and, and then show you how I arrive at the conclusion that I arrive at? Yeah. Let's take the example of the hunting, hunting and gathering. So the, yeah. the hunter goes and he gets the, 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 the buck, he cuts yeah. it up, and it is enjoyed by the community. Yeah. But the skins are kept, the bones are kept, yeah. and you have spoken about a particular people, the Basara, who are mostly uh, nomadic in their, in, their, in their movements, right? Yeah. But you... Both you, Kieleboha, and myself, and yourself, uh, advocate, would be aware of the fact that not all of the communities amongst the African people were necessarily nomadic in the way that the Basarwa were. There were other groups that were perhaps pastoral in the way that they created um, wealth for themselves. Yeah, and so that. Sure, sure, sure. But, 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 listen, but listen to my story, and, and, and then you'll see where I'm going. The skins would be kept, uh-huh. and maybe when they meet with another group of people that had maybe, I don't know, uh, a, a particular uh, seed, group of seeds, or something that they needed, then they would trade with that. Right. When they would trade with that, then somebody would 
so there would be that bartering process that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. The person that would then take up the skins would then perhaps be somebody who keeps a lot of different skins and that becomes his business. Is that not a possibility? Sure, sure, yeah. Kielaboha, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Look, I, th- I think the point that uh, advocate, advocate is, is, is uh, adding on to here, yeah. which I think you're, you're not willing to, to accede to, is the fact that we're saying our keeping or having of wealth never translated to exploitation. Now, oh. capitalism is a system that cannot be divorced from uh, uh, exploitation. You've got to exploit somebody or something for your personal gain. Now, oh. our systems as Africans does not or did not exploit for personal gain. In fact, we did not exploit at all. We, we, we gain for communal yeah. purposes. Yeah. So even those schemes that you're talking about, if, if we, we decided, maybe let's say there was, there was a, a, a famine or, or drought and most of our animals died, yeah. and, and, and we say, well, let's keep the skins because then when the time comes when we need mealy, we would be able to, to butter using mealy. Yeah. That mm-hmm. mealy was not for one person. It was for the community. <clears throat> so so, so that, that is the basis of where we yeah. are coming from. And yeah. this is fact. Yeah. Uh, we, when we say we were not exploitative, we yeah. were communal. Yeah. All right. Uh, advocate, anything else that you might want to add? Yeah, no, no, no. no. I think, I think, hopefully, it looks like we've uh, received some consensus. But the key thing is, um, you must contest uh, uh, the, the, this idea of personal, as, as Kelebocha says, or individual accumulation, which is very, very central to, to capitalism, versus uh, collectivism. Now, collectivism. Could mean does not mean you you just sit and do nothing. It simply means you you whatever you do, whatever human endeavor you do, is for the benefit of the of the collective yeah. and for and for and for sharing. And this is not a you know it's, it's something the, the focus on the individual. That's why we talk about African values because uh, um, an economic system is underlined by values. Yeah. African values such as Ubuntu is, 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 is by definition uh, a, a communal uh, uh, sure, type of, sure, of, sure, the, sure, of the sure, system, sure. Yeah. which is in contradistinction to the idea yeah. that, uh, you see, with, with capitalism, I can't even say there's no such thing as nice capitalism, for example, because if, if I don't accumulate wealth, my business will die. Understand. Mm. Sure. So the the idea that that if you have a business that sells oranges and I have one that sells oranges, for me to survive, I must make sure that yours dies, and I I take all your customers and so on. So yeah. my entire life is, is based sure. on no, on, I I, I doing I, that. So, and the day I stop yeah. doing that, and I think oh, no, I'm going to be mad, I'm going to give away these yeah. oranges to the poor. Yeah. That's the day the 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 business dies. So the entire is inherently based on exploitation and um, uh, maximization of accumulation of wealth. Advocate Dalimpofu, thank you very much. You, you don't mind if I disagree with you, though, eh? <laughs> no, 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 you, you may disagree, but yeah. uh, it, it is a scientific uh, no problem. Uh, no problem. phenomenon. All right. It's actually about economy. 
politics, yeah. the politics of as an economic sure no i hear you economics uh, discussion absolutely how do you how do, you, how do commodities get exchanged yeah. in in system a and how do they get exchanged in, in another system advocate dalimpofu thank you very much for being part of the conversation thank you much appreciated all right so basically you, you and the, the advocate are saying to me that while there may have been people who had wealth in terms of assets, mm-hmm. those assets were used communally. And Absolutely. that meant that there weren't individually rich people in, uh, in that sense. They were rich, but they were rich for the com- community. Let me let me, sh- let, me uh, let me expand on that a bit and yeah. show you how the, those even individuals even happened to look as though they were rich, even though they were not really rich. It, it, it would be a situation where uh, in in a community there's Kialeboha and his his community members, and Kialeboha happens to be more expressive compared to most of them. Therefore, Kaleboha would be nominated to represent the community because he's expressive. So be because, uh, because, because he was a little bit more flamboyant and, uh-huh. and, 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 and expressive, as you say it, then he Absolutely. would be elected. He, he would be elected. Uh, that, and this is where I wanted to also correct the issue of, of kings and queens and all of that. Because yeah. the, the, the notion of queens, we as indigenous Africans, we never had queens, we never had kings. This is a system again that, and I'll actually, it's a pity that the advocate has, has gone. I know that he... Oh, he uh, remember also. again, again, the advocate is expressing his opinion based on his yeah. learned uh, background. We, we, we accept that, but, but we're, al- we're allowed to disagree with him, right? Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. okay, sure. He's it, it, not a point of reference absolutely. of seeing what he you know, says. Not like Mandela, uh, like, you know, we, we can... <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, sure. no, 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 not yeah. at all. Even, even what I'm, I'm putting to you, if, sure. if I can pr- put, prove what I'm putting to you, then, then uh, of course, sure. some people would believe it. Sure. But what I'm saying is, this notion of all the time we're hearing uh, uh, the stories that, no, 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 you guys don't tell us because you also had kings which were oppressing people. That's not true. I'm again saying... I have traveled the length and breadth of this continent. I've sat with old people, and I'm not saying I know it all. I'm talking about information limited to what I've experienced. And I can tell you that if you are to sit with Credo or any of these philosophers, and, and you interrogate the information that they give you, yeah. you realize that this myth, this story that is pushed through our throats, that we must believe that we had kings. We, we never had kings. If we did, why is it that Europe has the most, uh, um, what do you call them? Uh, not, not really kingdoms, I don't know, there's a terminology for, for monarchies. Yeah. Europe has more monarchies than Africa. Now, you've got one monarch in, 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 in Europe that is so-called more important than any other, which is, which is uh, in England. Yeah. Now, if you look at the system in England, the way it, it is said to be, if we were the, the, the custodians of kingship, yeah. as it were, or monarchy, as it were, the, the, there was this notion of us Africans not respecting women when it comes to the issues of royalty. Now, how is it that we would be the, the custodians, yet we are taught by the, the, the Europeans on the very same system that is apparent to be ours? 
it, it, it's 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 mind-boggling. We uh, never uh, had... uh, are you saying to me? Yes. <laughs> um, that the kings that we hear of through the oral traditions of various groups were not really kings and queens absolutely absolutely they were not they were just representatives of as i alluded to you using a, a, an example of a, a somebody who's been elected or nominated or selected in fact we were not electing yeah. a person would be selected there's a difference between the two people would be selected based on their ability are, are you are you not perhaps uh, uh, driven by your understandings of the Basarwa, Basarwa uh, sort of structure, because I, I would agree with you. With the Basarwa, they didn't have the kinds of social hierarchies that perhaps later, uh, or other, not later, but other uh, uh, groupings had. So, for example, uh, the Basarwa didn't, and still don't, uh, have yeah. kings per se. They don't have, they don't even have the idea of chief. They'll have elders, yeah? Mm-hmm. But they don't have kings as you pro- probably would have amongst the Nguni tribes, the, 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 the Sotho tribes. What of Mushresh? What of Shaga? What of Hinza? What of those? Who are those people? Those people, you must remember that the, the stories that are even told are, are disputed by the very same uh, Zulu nation and Basotho because they have come to realize that there were a lot of distortions. Uh, about the, those stories. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, the Shakas and the, the Hintas and the, the Kalekas and all of these so-called chiefs and kings are, are, are just stories that were, were, were pushed and still continues to be pushed for a particular agenda. We, I, I, I can put my head on a block. We never had Kings. All right. Oh, never, oh, 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 no problem. Let, 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 let's, let, let's, let's, let's hear from other people. It's very interesting, this conversation. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, a problem. The Jackson on SMS says, Hi, I agree with Kialewoha. Capitalism did not exist before the colonialists. The reason is the individual wealth could not be transferred. The individual could not take it and leave the community even on, uh, on death. It passed on Absolutely. to the family, says Jackson. But I mean, it still passes on to the family, even in today's capitalism. No, not not quite. Yeah. Today's capitalism, I can write the will that says, uh, "Take my money, give it to to whosoever." Sure, but I mean, yeah. but, but but I mean, if if the the definition of whether it is capitalism or not is the issue of 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 passing it on to a, another generation or whoever, of course. Even in today's capitalism, you can pass on your wealth to your family. If, you even, if, even if, even though you can pass it on to other people other than your family, sure that becomes your choice. But well, let you, me let me explain something. Yeah. Uh, in 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 capitalism, you you can you have a so called choice. You have a so called right. In 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 the African traditional systems, it was not a choice. It, 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 it was it was mandatory by nature when when this so-called leader selected person who is a custodian of on behalf of a community uh, has and departs that by by virtue of natural uh, um, inheritance belongs to those he comes from in other words 
I, I could not, as Kalebocha elected uh, uh, or selected to yep. be a leader, decide, oh, I love Dubai. Let me take this wealth and go to Dubai. Capitalism gives you that. You can take your wealth <laughs> and go wherever. All right, let's, can, let's, 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 take, let's take a couple of calls. Let's take a couple of calls. <laughs> Greg in Miami Beach, United States of America. Kalebocha is listening. Yes, Aubrey, um, I don't know where to start this guest of yours, but I'll start by saying, you know, when people have an exclusionary idea like yes, people like that are very dangerous. When you try and tell people who they are or not are, um, there's actually something fundamentally which is wrong with your thinking. So from what I gauge, from what he says, who Africans really are, that means colored people are also not African because colored people are a mixture of different races. So we have also been excluded from his idea about African peace. But anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to say, Aubrey, there, his idea, I don't know. Um, the wealthiest person ever to live on the face of planet Earth was an African by the name of Masa Musa, yeah. the first of Timbuktu. If he were alive today, he would be worth $400 billion, which was the richest person ever, ever to live. Ever in recorded history, it was, it was an African man. And his idea that Africa was this utopia where things like owning property and ownership did not exist is absolutely unfounded. There have been so many wars across Africa. Why do people fight wars? You fight wars to increase your wealth. We have the same idea with Shaka and the Mexicani wars. He did what he did to increase the Zulu nation, to increase Zulu wealth. That was the end. Yeah, but 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 that would fall. But that would fall right into Kialebuka's definition of African wealth building. It was about the Zulus, not about the man Shaga. Uh, I, I think that's what Kialebuka would argue. Yes, but yes, but at his death, Shaka was an extremely wealthy man. And yeah, but 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 but, but Kialebuka is arguing. So yeah, but what I'm what I'm trying to get from you, Greg, is that Kialebuka is arguing that the wealth that was possessed by Shaga was wealth that was held in trust as it were, for the Zulu people. It wasn't his own personal wealth. No, it was his own personal wealth. You know, when people chronicle and I just wanted to say, he says that he gets his ideas from, from rocks and from cave paintings. Egyptians have been writing on paper for 3,000 years, and history has been recorded um, completely how Egyptians lived. And they were Africans, and they had wealth, they had kings, People across the, across the continent had king and wealth was measured. And people strive for that type of wealth before um, any colonial power from any side came onto the continent. People knew what wealth was. And that's just the end of it. Awudi Karawa seems to agree with you that there was a man by the name of Masa, Mansa Musa who was the richest man uh, who ever lived. I also heard about that too. I also... Um, uh, read about uh, the existence of uh, Mansa Musa. Uh, Wong Anchinga says, Aubrey, what an interesting discussion this morning. Capitalism is about private ownership. Therefore, it cannot be equated to Africanism, says Wong Anchinga. So basically, I think the point of contention here is that uh, both the advocate and Kia say that uh, there was no such thing as, as personal wealth uh, for personal wealth accumulation as it were it was if you had assets it was really for the purpose of the community you're saying that that is not true greg 
No, I, I, there are people, indigenous people that live like that. We make an example of people that live in the Amazon. People that, with that idea, they all live in the whole community, the whole tribe lives in one hut. They all hunt together and eat together, one hut. Nobody has personal ownership. Nobody has, I can take your jackets or whatever, but they don't wear jackets, but that's the idea. There are people that live like that, but across Africa, we never lived like that. You had your own crowd. In your crowd, what did you have? You had your crowd. You had your... We never lived in the sense that a communal like that. No. Greg, in Miami Beach. All know. right, all right, all right, all right, Greg. Thanks very much for your call. Marcus in Honeydew. Hi. Yeah, how's it, man? Hi, hi, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Marcus. Go ahead, man. Not too bad. Listen, um, you brought up a very interesting topic here. Yeah. Well, it's not me. It's get a little more happy, man, you know? No, no, no. Look, I, I agree with him. Um, yeah. And uh, I think what's just happening is you, you're not quite understanding the It's just semantics. Yeah. Look, Ubuntu, right, in, in its real sense, taught people to adhere to certain rules, unwritten rules, let me rather put it that way. Yeah. Which then, wealth did exist, right? You, you're 100% wealth did exist, right? But it was very communal. It was not a centralized sort of wealth. It was not individual wealth. I'll give you an example. Right? I'll give you an example. Let, let's say, let, let me, let me See, but that's where I disagree, Marcus. I'm saying to you that, the, that wealth existed both communally and individually. I'm, I, I'm, I'm saying to you that there were people that were stinking rich as individuals. And, they were, and, and that would define the community in which they lived, like any other community in the world. If there are rich individuals in that community, that community invariably becomes quite well off. I, I, I hear where you're yeah. coming from, yeah. right? But, 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 but the aspect I'm going to push through here is, yeah. okay, let me, give you, let, let me explain with the, with, with the aid of an example. Sure. All right? Now, uh, in, in, in Shana tradition, right? Yeah. If if, if 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 I was a wealthy man, okay, and I had I don't know five hundred head of cattle, right, yeah. and then um, a maiden from a poor family walked up to 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 to, to my gate, okay, mm. and said, you know what, um, you know, I'm, I, I would like to get married into this family. Yeah, what, what I would then be duty bound to do was to either look for my if I'm old too too old, you know, to do that, I'll look for my son or my brother's son, or my cousin's son, to marry this young maiden. Do you understand what I mean? It was a system that was created to, 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 to further families. So people would say, okay, fine, Marcus's family is rich. you understand what I mean? Yeah, but, but, but I hear that, but that, is not, but that is not a quintessentially African thing. What, I, what I'm saying to you is that many other cultures practiced practice that kind of thing. It happens all the time. You go to Pakistan, that kind of thing still happens. You go to India, that kind of thing still happens where people will have those kinds of arrangements. It's that. What I'm trying to say, Marcus, is, is that the, what you have described is not a, a uniquely African thing. And so, and so what, what I'm suggesting is that the idea that that practice is African is not to tell the full story. It's practiced all over the world. I will tell you what is uniquely African. Okay, yeah. What is uniquely African is the sense that once, 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 say for example, you have, um, you have, uh, you, you, you have 
how can I explain this? Okay, right. Basically, capitalism, right, is exploitative in nature. This is as an advocate said. And, and, and I'm saying to you and the advocate and Kia that exploitation is not a uniquely Western, Eastern thing. Africans exploit too. No, that's where I beg to differ. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. You, 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 you could not have a system where anyone would be exploited in the African sense. Well, can I give you an example? Okay, shoot. Uh, all right. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm interested to hear what Gilebuka will say. Okay, I'm pa- part, part of what the, the African slave trade, what, part of what made it successful over such a long time mm-hmm. was that in the beginning, it was about the raiding. It was about Western and Eastern people. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I've got to always remember that the African slave trade was not just about the West. It was also done in, by the East. But it was about them coming and raiding certain um, villages and taking Africans and selling them. Yep. But it was dangerous for them. They'd get killed. But there mm-hmm. were certain tradesmen and, and, and uh, what should we call them, uh, merchants who mm-hmm. saw that this is a lucrative business. And they began to go into the hinterlands of the African continent to go and take other Africans, bring them to the uh, um, coastlines, and sell them to the Europeans and the, El- and the Arabs. Right. That, you, that, you, now, you, now, 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 if that is not exploitation mm-hmm. for the amassing of personal wealth now, and therefore a form of capitalism, then I don't know what is. I like that you brought up this particular example. Yeah. Right. Now, I, I'm going to expand on that. If you watch the roots, yeah. there, was a second, there was a second version of the roots and th- that explained why they made so many changes in the second one. The reason was because they had then realized that some of the theories that they had formulated in the first one were actually incorrect and, and did not tell the full <laughs> story of, 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 of the African. And I will tell you this. Yeah. There was no, you would not have local people fell off their own local brothers. That did not happen. What you would have would be Arabs. Arabs who spoke the local tongue, who had slaves, who were also... Let me ask you again. Let me ask you this question directly, uh, Marcus. Take Zanzibar. No, no, I hear you. I, 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 hear, I hear you. Let me just ask the question because I've got to take other questions. So okay. I am hearing you say that Africans were never greedy to the point where they would sell out their own? No. Okay. Not, not true Africans. <laughs> All right, Marcus in Honeydew, th- thanks very much for your call. Hey, yay, 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 yay. <laughs> okay, okay, listen, listen, listen. Um, uh, the danger here is that we might be wanting to sanitize ourselves a little too much. Yeah? Africans never created personal wealth. Africans never, um, never exploited other Africans. Huh? Come on. Let me go back to Kia Leboha. Kia Leboha, help me. Yes. 
So Africans never exploited other Africans. They never uh, sold other Africans, stole from other Africans to create personal wealth. In fact, if if the true story of Africa was told, yeah. if the true story of the African people, the indigenous people of Africa was told, yeah. you will establish that when capitalism and other systems started being introduced to Africans, yeah. we, we, we tried to bring in some interventions. And some interventions were very harsh. Harsh in a sense that when they found out that Kalebuha did these unwritten rules or laws of the African people, if you breached them, we then went to the extent of even not only isolating you, but making sure that you are extinct. In other words... They you, killed you. It took you out. You, Strong. No, 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 no. no. We never... That, that's another myth. I need to oh, we didn't kill people either. No, we didn't kill people. What we would do <laughs> is we would, we would isolate you. Yeah. You would go into the wilderness alone. If you survive, you survive. If you don't, you don't. That's the kind of punishment. You would be eaten either by animals or you die on your own or whatever. That, that doesn't mean that we were not that mean, for, for a lack of a better word. We had harsh measures uh, that ensured that we did not want yeah. to be contaminated. Yeah. Now, le- let's not come with the story that we killed. We, were, we never killed. And, and, and here, here's, here's where um, those who are differing with, with me uh, need to, to take me to. Yeah. I'm saying... I can take you to caves. Yeah. I can take you to rocks. You can see this written on rocks on in the cave walls. Africans did so not kill. Africans did not exploit each other is on the rocks. And now, now here's the point. Yeah. You, 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 when, when you differ with me and others who differs with, with what I'm saying, yeah. you, you just said, it is said, it is said. This, this gentleman who's called, who called from America says a, a story of this so-called Africa, rich African that you also referred to. Yeah. I'll ask you a question. Who, who said this man was, was the richest man in, in Africa? Well, I mean, the, the, these, these comes, comes from the transcripts that you get from, uh, from Mali, from uh, what yeah, was who known. Wrote that? Who, who wrote that? Well, I mean, there were historians uh, in, in yeah, that part he, of... Oh, hold on, hold on. Yes. I'm saying to you, you are aware that there are transcripts that were found in uh, in Mali at a place called Tumbuktu, right? Yes, I'm aware. I've and, been to Tumbuktu yeah. four times. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and and you, when you were there, you would have known that there were different um, writers and scribes who wrote of different events that took place. It is from yes. those transcripts that we uh, are referring to people such as Musa Menza. Aubrey, let me take you through to something simple Yeah. <laughs> about these so-called transcripts. And yeah. I don't even want to bring religion to it. It also talks to the issue of the Bible and the Quran and all of these things. Yeah. We, we are here today. We can see the rulers, how, how, how they lie through their teeth. I mean, they, they, they tend... All right, they, they all right. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, my brother. I've got, I've got to stop now. We've run out of time. <laughs> I think this is a great conversation. It's a great conversation, and I want to thank you for your time. May, uh, may I please just uh, let, let uh, the listeners uh, direct them to, to our contact? Sure, very quickly, in, in, please. In man. Case. Yes, yeah. we've got our website. It's www.rrasa.co.za. Yeah. 
if they go to that website, we can engage further on on a number. Thank of you people. very much, and I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll engage again, Gelleboka. Thanks very much for a great conversation, Gelleboka Mohapi, founder and leader of Reclaiming and Restoring Africa. Let's continue the conversation.